Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Talk TV Flash, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Wait, no, wait, hang on. This is all in reverse. <laughs> wait, I just realized this, this entire bit could work for the reverse Flash as well. Dang it. This is well, <laughs> I know. That's why I'm saying we should have mirror, mirrored it. So it'd be like... Bell, I'm and Bo, I'm Flash the Show. CW hit the four more <laughs> and reviews news to dedicated podcast <laughs> fan, the talk TV Flash to welcome. Wow. Yes. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news reviews and more. For the hit CW show, The Flash. That's right. I'm dyslexic. So in the mirrorverse, I am God. Uh, Bell, what is going on? Yeah, buddy? you don't suffer any of that neural dissonance, do you? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Dyslexics are tailor made for the mirrorverse. Uh, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm I'm good. I'm good. In the in the land of the mirrors, the dyslexic man is king. This is true. This is absolutely true. Look, we've got a uh, we got a fun episode uh, for everybody tonight. Uh, we are here at the season finale, unexpectedly though it may have been. Uh, I got to tell you, it there's, there's a lot that happened this episode. There's a lot that didn't happen this episode, and that is to be expected. And uh, we're going to be talking about it tonight. We're going to be looking back on the season that was. Uh, season six, we're going to be speculating wildly as to the future and talk a lot about some of the threads that have been left open. Uh, some one imagines because of, of course, the season being cut short and some perhaps that would have been left open regardless. Uh, there's a lot to kind of explore with the way that they're taking certain characters that honestly didn't strike me uh, as similar until this this particular episode. But we'll get all into all that and more after a few uh, housekeeping items. So first things first, uh, we are here and would not be here without the amazing support of our patrons over at patreon.com slash TV talk. Uh, for those of you who are supporting us right now, um, literally it is why we are able to make this podcast. Uh, and if you would like to learn more about how you can support the podcast right now, uh, head over to patreon.com slash TV talk and shout out this week to Dave Allen and Greg York, no relation, uh, for, uh, for sponsoring this show, man. Uh, y'all are amazing. And Greg, I say no relation. I don't believe I'm related to a Greg, but hit me up brother. If we're related, let me know <laughs> uh, um, that. So, so first of all, gotta, gotta give that amazing thanks out. Here's the other thing. So over on Patreon, man, we were, we were working hard. We we're trying to see about getting a, uh, earth nineties TV talk together. And that's still a goal. So if you want to help make that goal happen, head over there to do it. Uh, in the interim though, we want to kind of give a little something extra for the people and you know, you and me, man, we, we, we podcast together. Yes. Yes. And, and we, we grew up together. Yes. We came of age together. Yes. We went to prom together. I mean, it was the same limo. Yeah, we were in the same limo, but I mean, you were not my date to prom. If no, that's no, <laughs> that that my friend was Peter. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> yes, I, I took another guy to prom. All right, <laughs> no, all right. So here's the thing: we uh, we we of course love talking about the Flash. Uh, we've also. Uh, had a, a podcast that one day hopes to come back, who knows if it ever will, called Panel to Screen. Uh, of course, we do some Panel to Screen episodes here and there on the Flash TV Talk podcast. But one of the things we've always done throughout the seasons is we'll do, we'll do a little video game dabbling here and there. We did a big Flash TV Talk listener meetup on uh, DC uh, Universe Online, which was amazing. Uh, we actually met up at Star Labs, that location in DC Universe Online, took a big screenshot with everybody that showed up. Is uh, a blast. Uh, Bell, I, uh, we, we tried to get on the pirate bandwagon. I could never quite get you up to snuff, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm not judging. 
I'm not judging. Yeah. But it's just uh it's not you know, it's it's I would need to devote a lot of time, I think, to 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 get there, but I could get there. But well, so here's the thing. The the, the problem with the pirates is there's really no flash connection. So here's here's what we're doing. Um these next couple of weeks, we were supposed to have flash to watch. We're not gonna have flash to watch. So uh, here's what we wanted to do for y'all. We're going to give y'all something to watch on Tuesday nights. If you want to come and join us, uh, we will be streaming Minecraft for what we're calling Flashcraft. That's right. We are going to be doing some uh, Minecraft streaming. And during that, uh, over the next couple of weeks, we are going to attempt to construct Star Labs in Minecraft. It has been done before, but not very well. And so we are going to see if we can't uh, possibly bring a little bit of expertise to the uh, the crafting thereof. Um, ideally, man, I'm, I'm seeing this, you know, the, the goal is so that, you know, you look outside, you know, it's star labs. I think it'd be even more amazing if we could make it functional. If we actually get, uh, you know, maybe not a particle accelerator going in there, but, but, you know, like a future room and, you know, the main area and, and the speed lab, that, that sort of thing. I, I think we could, uh, we could have some fun with it. We'd make a redstone particle accelerator. It'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. We, <laughs> if anybody can, uh, it, it wouldn't be us, but we'll figure this out. But anyway, so we will be working on this. We are also, I don't know that we actually discussed this, but I think we're on the same page, uh, uh, opening it up so that those that are supporting us over on Patreon, uh, at first we'll, we'll have access to actually come on to the server as well and join us in our construction to help out gathering supplies and, and helping kind of tweak things, making sure it looks right. So if you're a patron and you're interested in, in supporting and being part of that, uh, let us know, just hit us up in the discord. Um, and, uh, as we go on and as we, uh, try to hit whatever our time goal that we set is, we may end up opening up to, to anybody that wants to join just depending on how it's going to go. So, uh, one way or the other, we'll, we'll see, uh, we'll see how it goes. Join us again. That's going to be on Tuesday night, 7 PM central time, uh, next week. That's uh, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Central Time next week for our first ever Flashcraft at twitch.tv slash York. The information for that is in the description for this episode, and then also we'll be posting it out to Twitter and Facebook as well. Uh, love to uh, hang out with you. Uh, for those that might ask, just to make sure I'm, I'm very clear on this, this is going to be specifically a Twitch broadcast, so it'll be kind of a catch it live if you're able. No worries if you're not, uh, but it's not going to be released after the fact. That's not necessarily in the plan at the moment, so... Uh, there is that. Okay, that's enough housekeeping. That's a lot of housekeeping. You ready to jump into this? Let's do it. All right, man. Let's jump into the rundown. The, the rundown. rundown. Episode 19 of season six. The finale. Success is assured. Directed by Philip Shapira and story by Kelly Wheeler and Lauren Barnett. Bell, what happened to this episode? Well, Barry warns Carver about Ava's intent to kill him, but Carver feels his metahuman army of Esperanza, Kimio, and Sunshine are enough protection. But Carver returns to Barry when Ava kidnaps them. Mira Singh offers to return Iris in exchange for Barry giving up Carver, but Nash teleports them back to Star Labs before Barry answers. Hiding at the reinforced McCulloch building, Ralph discovers that Sue joined Black Hole to kill Carver, but tries to talk her out of it. The metahuman trio attack the McCulloch building as Ava gave them a choice to turn on their boss in exchange for being free of him. As Nash Allegra, Sue, and Elongated Man battle them, Mira Singh sacrifices himself to get Ava inside the building, knocking out Barry. Ava kills Carver with mirror shards despite the Flash's attempt to stop her. She takes over McCulloch Technologies and lets Flash and his friends go despite Flash's promise to never stop coming after her. Ava reveals herself to the public, saying that she was held hostage by a crime syndicate and rescued by Carver, but he was killed soon after. Sue believes she is free with Carver dead, but Ralph reveals that Ava framed Sue for Carver's murder. 
The team then plans to clear Sue's name and rescue the Miraverse prisoners while Joe returns from witness protection and Caitlin departs with her mother for medical tests. Meanwhile, Iris is able to concentrate enough to read the Miraverse Star Labs monitors to find Singh's location, but the neural dissonance intensifies to the point that Iris inexplicably vanishes before Camilla's eyes. Dun dun dun! dun, 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 dun. All right, so let's talk off with Mirror Singh, who is a mama's boy. <laughs> I am here with mother. Mother, I mean, like, like <laughs> mother knows best. Listen to your mumsy. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, if you're on the phone with him and he's saying, like, the, the, wouldn't that be like one thing to just immediately kind of be like, huh? Sing's weird. He's never talked about his mom like that or used the term mother and like, it is best I stay with mother. And it, <laughs> he just yes. sounded like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, do, like, does his husband not like pick up? Like, so that's the question, right? Like, he's talking to his husband, right? When he's calling in. I... I I couldn't quite hear the name that he said, but I thought that was right. And you got to imagine like, so if like the person that knows you best is listening to him talk and doesn't think that anything's weird, is Sing like, is non-mirror Sing this much of a mama's boy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, Well, I mean, Barry couldn't tell with Iris for the most part, but at least he had his suspicions. But, and, and, and granted, we haven't seen, you know, Sing's husband to know whether or not he... Uh, uh, had any sort of suspicions or anything like that. I mean, that's fair. He, he might have. He's he's often uh, uh, off screen, off screen land where a lot of things are going on, including uh, uh, Killer Frost rehabilitation or, or you know, Frost coma refixing their uh, strategically placed pillow. Anyway, <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, but Mira saying we uh, we see he kind of ends up being the uh, the the big kind of the final the final play here that Mira Master needs to. Uh, uh, to, to get her way. We do get the reveal of what the plan is all along. Uh, Belle was right. It is to liberate everybody by uh, removing the blackmail and the control that her husband has on everybody. Um, you know, we, we speculated throughout the season that it seemed like, you know, she didn't really have this massive diabolical plan or, or we, we were trying almost to fit it in because typically at the end of a season, uh, that is the case. It, it, generally speaking, the big bad is out to destroy the world or, you know, de-evolve the world or, or do something on a planetary state scale, uh, or if not a multiverse scale and, or, you know, just rule the city, you know, at, at the very least it's been control over central city. I guess that's true. Wait, who was, who was control over central city? Grodd wanted control over central city. Oh, that's true. But he wasn't a big bad, like he wasn't a seasonal big bad. That's control yeah, over I, the city. That, that's like a date. Like, you know what I mean? That's like, that's a it must be Tuesday kind of thing, you know, that somebody wants to come in. <laughs> Typically, that's, it's like that a world-ending problem uh, to to get you know to get the team flash out of bed for the finale. I guess the the, the closest thing that's similar would be Cicada because he was really more of kind of a, a serial killer as opposed to you know a, a diabolical world-ending mastermind. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that one. Okay, well, there you go. So there's that. Um, so yes, so we do now know what her situation is. Now, despite the fact that her uh, end goal is a little bit more, uh, shall we say, focused than something as broad as all that, she came prepared, man. She's rocking a mirror suit that has like mirror shooting cannons and everything. Yeah, it's like a Mega Man blaster on her arm. Yeah, that okay, that's what, yeah. Mirror Man blaster. Oh, snap, yep. Mere yep, yep, woman yep. blaster, I guess. But I, I liked how it formed around her. For me, it kind of reminded me of the uh, the nano suit the uh, the uh, the Iron Man has in Infinity War, where he's like, you know, let's do this. You ice my guy, take yours. Let's go. You know that that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was neat. It's like, and and it, it was it was one of those things where it wasn't like you know, 
I'm a bad guy. I'm going to make a costume for myself. And in this one, it was, you know, even uh, Mira Singh was like, you've changed your appearance. And she's like, yeah, I need this to like not go insane when I'm outside of the right. reflection chamber. So, you know, it's it kind of neat to see a supervillain costume come from a practical standpoint. That's I think that's new. Sure. And I mean, there is like that Darth Vader-esque nature to it, right? She has the suit she needs to move around, but she can go into like the coffin mirror chamber thing to sustain herself. And so she does have, and on top of that, you know, her mind has been, you know, uh, broken apart and, and she has started to lose her mind over time. You almost wonder if the the side of her that wants to try not to kill our main cast is the side, like is, is what's left of her you know, non-disrupted mind. Yes, I would absolutely agree with that. And, you know, perhaps we would see in the future, you know, her being able to find her way back. And obviously things are set in motion that that uh, there, there's someone who could definitely help her with that. But we'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, now, like I said, you were right about the blackmail situation and we get we get the discovery in the midst of this that the Dearborn's files are uh, all present as Ralph is able to get them and we're able to sync back up with uh, with the Sue and Ralph relationship. And I got to tell you, man, like say what you will about the character changes and how they've taken things. These two actors have insane chemistry. They really do. And it's it's yeah, it's nice. It's like really refreshing to see them on screen together. Yeah, I mean, they're just beautiful together. Like I really I, I've grown to love these two. I really have. I think that uh, you can definitely see uh, you know, some, some, some one, the pitter patter of elongated feet down the road. If these two <laughs> ever yeah, uh, you settle know, down, like, like you said, it's you know, take it or leave it. The the uh, Sulina Kyle aspect of it, but uh, when it's all said and done, they have great chemistry together, and I think that's, I mean, kind of the most important thing. Maybe I think so. I mean, like, yeah, absolutely. That's I mean the the whole the whole aspect of like everybody excited are excited for this is is the the relationship. It's the CW, man. It's about relationships. And so this makes yeah. sense that, uh, that that if that doesn't work, none of this does. They've got far better chemistry than some of the other relationships we've seen over the course of the the CW uh, DC universe. And and so, yeah, no, I think uh, I think they work very well together. And I really, I mean, the Sulina Kyle, I, I never hated it. It kind of put me off a little bit at first because I was just taken back like, oh, okay, interesting. But but we have a Catwoman, but I guess we don't have a Catwoman. But can't we have a Catwoman? And that was the whole thing. And then once I moved past that, I was like, no, I, this is fine. I love this. They're great. So, well, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's like a permanent thing for her to be the Sulina Kyle thing. I think that was I don't know. I would have thought that, too. But I, I'm, I'm starting to think that like Sulina Kyle is, is what we're going to get for the long haul, or at least until uh, she and Ralph walk off the show, which uh, who knows if and when. That'll happen down the line. Uh, we do get the return of some characters. This week, we did get the return of Joe West. He is back. Um, you almost get the sense, especially with how relieved everybody was to see him, that um, perhaps he wasn't supposed to come back as early as he did. Uh, but it works out. It works out fine. It wraps it all up in a nice little bow. I'm fine with that. Yeah, the guy who's trying to kill you is dead. So, I mean, you're you're good, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and he went down pretty quick, which is which is okay. Because to be honest, Carver was never really that big of a bad this season. He was always kind of like a chess piece in the background of all of this. Um, he walks around like he's trying to be Wilson Fisk, but but he's not Wilson Fisk. He, he's not. Yeah, I, I I was surprised though to see him go. Like I didn't think that would be something that would happen this episode. I thought that'd be something that they would save for like. I don't know, the cliffhanger thing, because like, where does Black Hole go from here? And why set up Black Hole as this giant season long, you know, enterprise with with Carver saying that it's a million times worse than anything you can imagine. 
and then he's dead. And from the looks of it, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Black Hole? It, it, I was very surprised when they when they actually killed him. Um, yeah. So so yeah, that that leaves a couple a couple loose ends in my mind. But we'll see what they do when they bring the season back uh, to to kind of deal with those. No, I get that. You know, I mean, like it's just impossible not to talk about this episode without acknowledging the fact that it is likely the composite of several scenes that were supposed to be on a number of different episodes for the last couple, you know, the last couple of episodes together because they needed to wrap up these storylines quickly. So for example, Joe probably wasn't supposed to come back this episode. He might've needed to come back the next or maybe even the next, um, which means that they probably wouldn't have actually killed Carver this episode, except they had it. So they were able to make it work. And I will say this, despite the rushed nature of all of this, I, I feel like it actually works fairly well. We get a pretty epic fight sequence out of all of this that I know this is not the best comic, like this is not the comic book movie you necessarily want to be associated with, but I think it works better here. And that's Angley's Hulk. If you remember the way that that was shot with all the comic book panels and the twists and the turns and the turning. No, of I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. But I mean, it was it worked here, right? I, I think so. I think so. I think it was interesting. It was a, a big throwback to Angley's Hulk, which is the the biggest thing I got out of there. But like, it it was it was jarring for a little bit in the fact that they've never done anything like that before. Mm-hmm. But it fits in that it is a comic book show, and um, I'm I'm curious if this was like an interesting decision that they made because they needed more footage for the fight scenes and they couldn't do it, and so they like sort of splice things together in that way. Um, but I think it was a cre. I mean, I, I think this was intentional from the jump. Like the, the, this, this felt, and I mean, the way they shot a lot of this stuff was very interesting because you see it from all the different angles. And I liked how it all kind of brought the two panels together and then removed the, the split down the middle. I, I thought it was, you know, it's it pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was neat. And, you know, say what you will about Angley's Hulk. I did like that decision that they did with, uh, with the comic book panels and I, and I, I enjoyed it here too. I I enjoyed it here. That yes, I'll agree with you on that part. <laughs> so I definitely enjoyed. <laughs> Come on, it here. we rose colored retrospective Angley's Hulk, and that was one of the good things about it. Is that they made true. it feel like a comic book. That is true. All right, so Carver's Angels, as they were called, or the Light Squad, or the Illuminati, the Shiny Sisters. I don't. I I can't. I can't come up with a good name here. But they um, we we kind of get a payoff to what's been going on and that, you know, obviously they've been recruited by black hole and uh, we get this massive superhero versus supervillain fight sequence, which is awesome. Um, however, the thing that ooh, really feels unsatisfying about all this is why are they all light? Like, like were we ever going to get an explanation of this or do you think that, you know, was, were we building to something with the notion that black hole was recruiting light based villains or was it just these you know was it just kind of a thematic thing of black hole recruiting like pulling in the light well i i think for first off I, they weren't recruited i think they were there uh involuntarily because of the blackmail and whatnot that carver had on them because otherwise uh, recruited with like you know uh, coerced ding, ding parentheses yeah yeah or recruited with a with an asterisk on the end yeah <laughs> um yeah and and that was something that was kind of unsatisfying as well it's it's they have all this light stuff you know, there's an indication that there's a big plan by Black Hole to do something with all these light-based villains, and we have nothing. Um, and who knows if we'll get anything? And so, yeah, that was, uh, uh, I don't know. It's we got a cool fight sequence. I mean, yes. I'm not complaining about you know the villains that we got here. I think they're awesome. 
Um, I did think that it was, you know, they gave uh, Sunshine a little Infinity Gauntlet uh, <laughs> openings on her gloves. Did you see that? Well, I mean, they they, they had to. I, and they actually kind of explained that, right? Because there was no Sunshine in there. And so she had like a solar energy backpack or something on. And uh, that, that made sense. Because otherwise, I was like, Sunshine's completely useless here. It's night. It's a dark, not well-lit area. She wouldn't be able to do anything. But, you know, they movie magic, they gave her the, the sun backpack. And so she was fine. Yeah, no, it worked. It absolutely worked. So, I mean, like, you know, great, you know, great usage, especially of kind of some uh, lesser known villains uh, to kind of create this this cool fight sequence. And who knows, maybe to some extent it was like, OK, we want to do this big, uh, you know, this big fight sequence at the end. If they all have similar power set, it'd, it'd probably be nice on the, you know, on the budget. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if, if that ever gets paid off. You know, I'm kind of. I'm mildly hopeful that the black hole storyline and even mirror master to some extent, um, in terms of Ava specifically, I would actually be okay with them getting kind of more of a, you know, uh, Scooby-Doo, not Scooby-Doo, uh, inspector gadget esque, you know, I'll get you next time type of situation at the end of this season and maybe come up in like a later future season rather than just kind of a continuation into, you know, season seven. Okay. So you th- eh. that's how I'm feeling about this. Yeah. So like the season opener would kind of resolve this little fight and then have them sort of be like, you know, you're not done with us yet. And then they disappear for a while. I think, well, so the big thing is we got to get like, we got to get Iris out of the mirror verse. Like that's the biggest thing. And Camilla, of course, yeah. but we got to get my Iris out of the, the mirror verse. Um, and that's, that's probably, to me that that's the that's the big story like that's the biggest hit the biggest gut punch of all of this because i feel like we got the establishment of a new supervillain throughout this entire season in a new mirror master who is now fully powered and fully suited up and now has access to you know uh, the company and everything else aside from the fact that we got the 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 you know cliffhanger with sue being framed for murder and so there's that kind of tie that she still has uh, at least tangentially to to Team Flash, you know, I I I think I'm cool with kind of her going off and working on maybe maybe herself, getting out on out in the world, getting used to other non mirified people, and and maybe coming up with the supervillain plan and then being like a great you know two parter next season. I think that'd be incredible. I don't necessarily need to jump straight into that. I'm kind of ready for something fresh you know, at the end of, at the end of a season. And I feel like if they spend too much time wrapping up or trying to give her and black hole and, you know, I mean, really it's, it's those, those are the plot lines It's black hole and mirror master, like leave them out there. Why not just maintain black hole as a criminal organization working in the background from time to time. Uh, they don't, they, that's kind of what they were before when they first started being introduced. I think it'd actually be better if we kind of maintained that. Yeah, so what if they took the first three episodes of next season, since we didn't get, we, we lost three episodes on this season, they, they took those episodes to kind of set up what you're talking about. Would you be, would that be a good thing? Or would you be mad that like, you know, we're, we're missing out on the next season for the, the fresh new stuff? But if they, you know, took a couple episodes here and there to, to set it up so that it doesn't feel just really abrupt that those are now out of the spotlight, you know, because I, I think, you know, it, I, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, something, something new and something fresh would be cool. But like, I don't want it just to be like, oh, black hole's gone and no one is talking about it at all. I, I think that would just be really weird. What do I know? No, man, you you know quite a bit. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I I'm not saying that we forget about it like it's Gideon or or something of that nature. I'm I'm saying that like, 
you know, we, we address it, right? I, we go into next season. You could even say something to the, to the effect of like, you know, like Sue has to, maybe she has to leave because she, now she's wanted by the law. So she's got to lay low. Right. And so she's going to go away and that, you know, and that'll eventually be the thing that is why Ralph leaves the show at some point um, is to go and, and catch up and, and chase after Sue. So there's that. Um, so we don't necessarily need a resolution there. The same thing can be said for black hole of, you know, all right. So Ava closed down all the black hole, you know, uh, sites, but you know, we think they're still active. We have to just, you know, keep our ear to the ground and see if they ever pop up again. And, you know, you could even have some sort of Ava meeting with Barry and I bet this is what's going to end up happening. Although I don't necessarily want this to happen. I think it's probably she'll end up meeting with Barry apologizing for everything and giving him something that allows him to pull Iris out of the mirrorverse and and Camille, of course. Or, you know, he comes at her and he's like, you know, we're not stopping coming after you. And she's like, look, back off for a bit. And here's Iris. In which case he'd probably be like, yeah, OK, sure. I, yes and no. I mean, like, as as was pointed out, Barry wouldn't take that deal. We got to talk about Mega Wells. <laughs> we are rather <laughs> it's not even Mega Wells right now. It's more like Composite Wells. Right. Like like the composite Superman. Yeah. This one is composite wells of, of the various a few wells, but not necessarily all wells. He's not he's not necessarily the council of wells, but he is a council of wells embodied in one wells. He's a sub council of wells. Yeah. So far, we've only seen two wellses and that does not make a uh, council. I don't believe. Have we seen three? I thought we saw three wellses. Well, we saw Sherlock. We saw Harry uh, and we saw uh we saw Eobard Wells, which was kind of explained, well, the way that they've explained it a little bit more where it's actually tied closer to his biology, I suppose. I, yeah, it's fine. You're right. You're right. For all intents and purposes, we've seen two true Wellses besides himself. So and, he's and plus, Wells. he was exercised. So uh, uh, Eobard is not in there anymore. That's right. It's nice to see that Harry is in there kind of giving him some guidance. Um, you know, I will say, you know, just to kind of address this real quick, the, the Nash Allegra thing of all the storylines, I mean, it's the most very definition of forced drama. I don't really understand what their issue is. <laughs> like I saw it and I still don't understand why there's still like an issue there. I get why he would be awkward around her. I don't fully understand why she is being so awkward around him. Do you? Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. I don't I, I mean, I, I don't. I, I don't know what the deal is with that. It's just, it's bizarre. It's like, I I agree with you, though. It's like, I can see why Nash would be weird. I don't fully understand why she's weird. Maybe maybe she's weird because he's weird. But I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that that's one of those storylines they, they drop pretty quickly as we start, go into next season. Because I do think there's some interesting things that are going on, that is going on with Wells. Um, and actually, this is the first episode that it really struck me that the relationship that Nash currently has with the Wells in his head is very similar to what's going on with Caitlin and Frost. Yeah, and I wonder if they're going to have a similar kind of thing where we'll have different wells as pop forward, which would explain how we can get new wells as each season. It's possible. Or well, let me hit you with this because I was thinking about the whole mirrorverse and this like splitting of people and all that kind of stuff. Is there a way for? And I don't know that they were going in this direction, or if they could go in this direction. Is there a way that the mirrorverse could actually create a door to separate? And like re-embody the various Wellses as well as Killer Frost and Caitlin so that they actually are two 
in two distinct bodies that are also them. Does that make sense? I mean, I don't know. I, I see where you're getting at, where they jump into the mirrorverse and they jump out as two separate people. Well, or even like they're not even like they jump into the mirrorverse, but like maybe they utilize, you know, they they Cisco tech it a little bit. They figure out a way to utilize the power of the mirrorverse to to split them up. They would have to fix the whole, you know, neural divergence problem or neural dissonance problem, uh, which Nash seems to have some kind of experience with. And we're probably going to see him utilize that when they rescue Iris and fix her. <gasps> Ooh, what if actually, Bell, the the solution to the neural di- dissonance is, is actually being somebody like a Wells or a Frost? So that when you go in, like, that's the thing, right? Like, like uh, Ava and, and Iris and one eventually imagines... Uh, Camilla, if she's given uh, an arc, they 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 would have their mind torn apart, right? But like, if your mind is already multiple minds that need to be torn apart, maybe that's the way that you go. Like, maybe they go in there and rather than go insane, they just become fully embodied in multiple bodies. That that would that would make some sense. It would. Uh, I, I would think maybe you know Barry tries to go in there and save her, but he can't because the the you know, neural dissonance is too much for him, but Wells or Nash can go in there or Killer Frost and Caitlin can go in there and, and rescue her instead uh, because of their, you know, split nature. That would be cool. Especially if it meant when they come out, we get, we get more of them because I got to tell you the Caitlin Frost thing. I really was looking forward to this episode to actually get the um, potential drama that could exist between Frost and, and her mom and, you know, the unique things that were there. And I mean, instantly mama, mama frost is pretty cold. Mama snow is pretty cold. Uh, you know, commenting on how she wished that Caitlin was there, which is probably the only time that she was that, you know, uh, uh, throwing, uh, throwing compliments to Caitlin in such a way. Uh, but they resolved it pretty quickly. Actually, frost got pretty chill with, uh, her mom a lot faster than I thought that would end up happening. Yeah, that was, uh, that was kind of interesting. Judge, judging on like what we've seen of Caitlin's mom, uh, <laughs> for her to just instantly sort of warm up to her was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess, you know, <laughs> crisis. <laughs> no, I mean, like, that's true. That is true. I, hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering, though, if we actually are going to see a resolution to this storyline. Because this does, I mean, obviously, it, it has that very strategically placed pillow feel to it. Um, which is fine, but I, I feel like they also kind of set up some cool character moments that could have been, but they were kind of wrapped up in this episode real fast. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what we'll end up seeing. I would just really like it if we split up the two characters. Why, why can't, I mean, we've got, you know, we've got, uh, uh, Tom Kavanaugh is playing like 30 different versions of Wells anyway. He's, he's been doing it. Why not just have him play all the Wells here? And same thing with Caitlyn. Why can't she just be Caitlyn and and uh, and Frost? Well, would you want that to be like an evil Caitlyn, like a a, a heel turn for for Frost? Ooh, rather, like no, no, no. Well, I like what well, I like. I like the little Freudian slip you just made. What if what if we had a good Frost and an evil Caitlyn? Ooh, that would right? be interesting. That'd be a twist. I don't think that ever happened. No, I highly doubt it. But it would be pretty. But good. it would be a twist. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd watch it. That's like Shyamalan level twist, right I there. I think so. Yeah, I think that'd be. I think that'd be pretty good. But we'll we'll see what ends up coming from it. Um, it was done fairly quickly, and then she was gone. Um, which again is kind of the the overall theme or feel of this entire episode is it all happened pretty quickly, and then it was gone. <laughs> 
Iris as the new Mirror Master. Throwing that out there. At the very end, she disappears into something, whether she's going deeper into the Mirrorverse, perhaps she's breaking her way into our universe. Uh, maybe she's uh, tapping into the Iris-verse. Who knows? But what what do you think uh, was going on with Iris there at the end? <laughs> Man, I have no idea. We never saw that happen to uh, Ava at any point, uh, unless it was, you know, happening off screen. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It's it's weird because the same thing, the mirror effect is the same effect when you get sh- uh, shot by the mirror gun and you wind up in the mirror verse. Maybe she's like getting transported to another part of the mirror verse or if there's an infinite number of mirror verses and she's in another one because she's divergent so much. Um, I don't know. Like I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't see that one coming. Like I thought the drama about her being in the mirror verse was going to be fixing the neural dissonance, not her disappearing out of the mirror verse to go someplace else, you know? <laughs> so, so that was a surprise to me. So I, you know, that one's, that one's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how they deal with that, but I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> right. We saw, I mean, we've seen this more and more um, in the moments that we've gotten with her that she's able to engage with the mirror verse or, or at times even control it. Um, you, you mentioned we never saw this with Ava. That's true. But we also got Ava like once she'd been in the mirror verse for a very long amount of time, it's possible that she went through this same like metamorphosis to some extent. Like what if, like what if, what if Iris is being set up to become the new mirror master? Like the path that Ava walked, Iris now finds herself on. And what we didn't, we didn't actually see her breaking into or out of the universe. We actually saw her like becoming one with the mirror verse. I don't, man, mirror master Iris. I don't know. That's. I'm not saying mirror uh, master in the sense of like literally her becoming the supervillain mirror master. I mean, more of like the, the role that Ava was in this universe. She is now left. And she can't even survive in our universe. So are we seeing essentially like, did she become like a core component to the mirror universe? Like, was she, is it like a speed force prison situation where like one person leaves and another person has to like step in and fill, you know, um, in this case, like you're saying, take Ava's place as like the master of the mirror world. It's possible. I mean, think about it. That, that would be, it would make a lot of sense that she would, want to kind of pull all of these people until she can kind of find somebody who fits. I mean, it's possible that Iris was always a component of her freedom beyond what we saw. Maybe she literally needed somebody to, for the mirror verse to latch onto, um, in order to, uh, in order to go, we never actually saw her spend all that like one-on-one time with Singh or Camilla, despite the fact that, you know, their, their mirror copies are all like mommy dearest. Yeah, that one was sort of a curveball that I wasn't really expecting. I wasn't. I, I, again, I thought the whole thing with Iris was going to be like the, the the neural dissonance and how they fix that. Maybe this is maybe this is part of it. Maybe like she's neurally diverged so much that she is now the mirrorverse itself, and she's going to be start popping up in mirrors and stuff. That was kind of what I was thinking. Now, whether or not that'll still be the case when we return, I don't know because that's the biggest thing that we kind of leave this episode with. Um, you know, there were, there was some closure on certain characters and, and it does have the feel of this. Well, let me put it this way. This is a far better episode to end a season on than some other episodes, right? Like this wasn't like a one-off. It wasn't filler. Uh, we did get a giant, you know, fight sequence and we did get, you know, the, the, the villain coming to into her own and, 
uh, there was a legitimate cliffhanger. I mean, for many of us, you know, the this kind of separation of Barry and Iris has been kind of a, a frustrating and painful plot point. And the fact that we end an entire season off of it makes it even more painful. <laughs> so this this is not the worst season finale we could have gotten out of a bad situation, if that makes sense. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah, it could have been worse for sure. But yeah, the the whole Barry Iris separation, Amunet and Goldface, yeah, <laughs> a little yeah. little Valentine situation with him again, yeah, that'd have been fun. Uh, that was a great episode, by the way. That would that would have been a terrible season finale. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that episode. It was fine for what it was. You are wrong. I know you did. Speedster speculation. All right, speedster speculation. We are going to be doing something a little bit different this week. We're going to be talking about the various uh, loose threads that are still out there. Some of which obviously are going to be because of the fact the season ended early and some may be issues that they weren't planning on covering this season. I have no earthly idea, um, but we're going to try to do this lightning speed to the best of our abilities here. Let's, let's go ahead and start with the first one. So I already mentioned composite wells. We need some sort of resolution to what's been going on to wells. Cause honestly, I don't think the exorcism of Nash Wells did enough to really unpack what's continuously going on here. The fact that he has all these wells in his head, um, that they just kind of pop up from time to time to give him advice, that they're literally counseling him, a, a literal council of wells. Um, I don't know. I, it's not enough for me, man. I need them to either split up or merge into one or or something. There needs to be something here. I feel like it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be a Caitlin uh, Frost situation where you're going to have, because uh, previously we go to a different Earth and get a different Nash, or not a different Nash, a different Wells. But I think in this case, it's going to be um, another one's going to uh, uh, take the light if you've seen um, Split. You know, like some, another Nash is going to like inhi- inhabit the body and like be that Nash. Interesting. Like take the wheel. Yeah, like take the wheel kind of thing. Um, we saw that because that's what was exactly what was happening when uh, Eobard was in him. He was trying to take control of his body. But I think this will be a more voluntary thing because there is no Eobard there. And the other one will be like, you know, Harry can be like, hey, I've had more experience in this kind of thing. You know, throw me throw me the, the wheel. And then all of a sudden, boom, we have Harry. Um, or we have, you know, e- uh, uh, Sherlock. Or we have, um, you know... Wizard Wells, whoever, you know, <laughs> I just think somebody is going to pop up. They're going to use the same body, but they'll pop in and out of different Wellses. Even that, I, I just, I don't know, man. I really, I feel like that lead lends itself. And this is true. You know, I've got Frost and Caitlin on here as well. And I think that, you know, that dynamic, we seem to be, have got, we've gotten them to kind of a place of peace with one another, which is a, it's kind of an uncomfortable situation for them to be in because it means there's really no story here. There's really nothing more that we can get out of this relationship, this dynamic. We've had some fun with Frost kind of finding herself and and that sort of thing. So maybe the idea is that we're getting kind of a realized version of her character, but they don't have any conflict between the two of them. They've got this kind of weird roommate situation that I think would be much more interesting if they kind of merged at some point, you know, similar to the Hulk in Endgame. Like there needs to be some kind of resolution beyond just a, okay, we're just chill with each other. Like one of them needs to turn on the other or they need to split in two. I don't know. I'm just, I'm hoping that we actually get something more out of whatever this, this dynamic is. Um, because it's just a little too, little too peaceful for a supervillain or even a well, superhero, to be honest. 
I mean, I, I, I what I could see, I, I don't see, I don't see well splitting up into different bodies because there's too many of them, and that would be ridiculous. Where all would they go? It just doesn't make any sort of sense whatsoever. But with, uh, with Caitlin and Frost, I could totally see them splitting into two different bodies and having two different characters, and uh, you know, doing something like that. I could see that working, um, and I think that'd be cool. I think that'd be a great idea because I, I think you're right, right? You know. They've come to peace with one another, and it's kind of like, oh, we need Caitlyn now, so Caitlyn's there. No, oh, we need Frost now, so Frost is there. Or, for the most part, Frost is out because Frost never got to live a life. Um, but if we split them out, then, you know, that's great. One of them can go down a villainous path, and we could kind of, you know, see the killer Frost that we get from the comics. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think, though, Frost splitting out into two people is, is way more um, uh, plausible than, than Wells. Okay, so Ava at large, we've talked about this already, but of course, uh, Mirror Master is going to have to be dealt with. You you were suspecting that perhaps they give the first three episodes it, to kind of, I guess, wrapping up Ava's story. Is that right? Well, Mystic Celeste in the chat actually backed that up as well. Uh, they wrote that from what Danny Nicolette said on Instagram yesterday, the last three episodes of the season will be part of season seven. So... They're actually going to do that. They're they're going to give the first three episodes of the season, uh, uh, of next season to wrap up this season. So that's good. That means that they'll be able to tie up these loose ends, and we'll see what's going to happen with Ava. I would be shocked if that's actually the case. Like best laid plans and all that, great. But I have a feeling that when you get everybody back together, there's going to be fresh stories that want to be told that you're going to want to kind of wrap this up. I have a feeling that this is going to be wrapped up in an episode tops. Like, I just do not think we're going to get three more unless like these actors and actresses are, are contractually obligated for, for whatever reason. Um, I just don't see that happening. I, I have a feeling it's going to be wrapped up very, very quickly. I mean, there's a way to tie it into whatever the overarching story is for next season. So, I mean, maybe they'll, they'll do that. Yeah, I hear you. But at the same time, like, well, let's talk about next season. So after, after Cicada and Ava, and thinker are we finally ready for another like for for a super for a speedster to be the main villain because that was the big thing right like after the first two three seasons everybody was like oh no more speedsters i don't know about you man but i am ready for some speedsters to come back and be the thing that the flash has to fight against i am too and that's where i'm hoping godspeed's going to come in for next season and godspeed still has connections to black hole so there's still opportunities to tie in these last three episodes from this season and next season and make it work for Godspeed being the villain. No, I mean, granted, there's ways they can set them up. I just don't think that we're going to get, you know, I think that Ava was going to have a little bit more of a arc that we're just not going to see. And I think it's actually better for the character to not wrap up her arc in three episodes. I think it's better to have Mirror Master be out there more like a, you know, kind of Captain Cold in the earlier seasons or like a weather wizard or I guess weather witch at this point, like having, having them out there as part of the kind of the toolkit that you can kind of pull in from episode to episode. That's what the rogues should be. Generally speaking, whenever they're the big bad, we never see them again after a season. So let's, let's keep her, let's keep her out there. Let's keep her at large for some time. Let's have her pop in for, from time to time. Um, I think that would be good. I think that would be beneficial to the character. I think it'd be beneficial to the show. You mentioned, of course, Godspeed. Godspeed is is the big one of the big threads that's still out there. Uh, we don't know what his deal is. We we don't yet know really anything. You mentioned that he's tied to Black Hole, but but is he is he really? I mean, I eh, maybe tangentially at some point. I thought I thought that was an. I mean, that was initially a speculation that we were making. Is that 
you know, black hole had something to do with like creating artificial speed force and then therefore um, uh, Godspeed. And, and yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe in this new post uh, coronavirus situation, there is no link that they want to put in there, which I think is fine. I like Godspeed. I, I'm glad they're going to give him a, a fully realized story. So, you know, whatever they do with him, I don't mind. But I mean, if there was any kind of tie in with black hole, I guess now's the time to to shore that up, you know. I don't get the sense though, especially now that the final veil has been dropped. Like there, I don't think that the black hole is doing anything with an artificial speed force. I don't think that they were going to be I think that what we we were seeing is kind of the the tie up to two different storylines. One was going to end and one was really starting to kick off and I think this artificial speed force was probably going to set up whatever the next season situation is be it godspeed or eobard uh you know the ghost of eobard thawne which is another loose thread that's out there um but we do have kind of these speedsters that that could play a much massive role a much more massive role in the future perhaps they are related perhaps they're not related perhaps they could be related but i don't i don't know the artificial speed force that's of all of these that is probably the biggest one to leave as a cliffhanger without any kind of acknowledgement of where we are with that. But not once this episode did Barry address the fact that his speed was running low. Not that I, I recall anyway. Um, well, he says at one point, like I can't even get frustrated without burning through speed. Right, so. right, right. But what I'm saying is like it, it last episode or, or in, in previous episodes, we've literally seen that as a hindrance to him being like a second too late or having to make, kind of these choices that we didn't quite feel. We saw him get it winded. I, you know, we did, we did see him get winded when he grabbed uh, uh, Ralph and, uh, and brought him outside. So that was kind of fun. And, and his, and his, you know, arm tornado things didn't work to put the fire out. That's exactly right. All right. So fair enough. Fair enough. So, I mean, like that is a slower flash is at play, but I mean, again, the biggest question is this, you know, artificial speed force, which is just the biggest ticking time bomb that you could probably have on this series right now. So it's going to be interesting to see where it all goes. Um, Sue wanted for murder. I have a feeling that's probably going to get wrapped up pretty quickly. That seemed like, like something to kind of pad out story, uh, until we got to the end of the Ava story. So I have a feeling that'll be wrapped up, uh, fairly quickly. Um, Iris and, and Camilla in the Mirrorverse. Uh, I hate to say it. I don't think anybody really cares that, Mar- that Camilla's in the Mirrorverse. I shouldn't say that. That's not <laughs> Cisco fair. cares. Cisco's not even here. He wasn't even here for the finale bell. I know. Where was Cisco? He was in Atlantis. Oh, that's right. Looking for something to help with the with the with the finale, right? Yeah, with the finale. That didn't happen. Yeah. Apparently his flight got delayed. Yep. So here's the problem. Camilla's in the mirrorverse. And I was kidding. Of course we care that Camilla's in the mirrorverse. We don't want her to be in the mirrorverse. Some would argue we don't want her on the show at all. But regardless, that's that's too rough. <laughs> you I'm, keep digging yourself. I know. I just hole. just keep keep digging deeper. Look, I'm fine with new characters, but you have to let new characters breathe. So if you're going to put new characters in, you got to kill old characters. I've made this uh, platform. I've, I've stated this before. I'm not hating on Camilla to hate on Camilla. I'm, it's more of a, a statement on the fact that we gotta we gotta make some decisions on the cast size as it stands right now. Um, anyway, all that to say, uh, part of the problem though, of course, is that Camilla's in the mirrorverse. But literally, the big the big thing that we all care about is getting Iris out of there. We've wanted Iris out of there forever, and now she's deeper into the mirrorverse than she ever was, and that's going to be the biggest like that's the biggest component that I don't feel like you can wrap up real quick. Like a lot of this stuff, you can wrap up real quick, at least in terms of you know related to this specific season. Uh, Godspeed, Eobard, that's probably setting up for something future. 
Uh, composite wells likely also set up for something in the future. But like Ava at large, black hole, that's kind of something that like, you know, that's a throwaway line and it's done. Sue wanted for murder, uh, that's a throwaway line and it's done. Caitlin Frost situation where she's sick, uh, it's a throwaway line and it's done. Like a lot of this can be wrapped up in a, like the, like I would even say before the first commercial break, you could wrap up most of these. Yeah, but you're right about the Iris thing. And that's why I was saying that that just took me by surprise is this, they're going to end on a cliffhanger on something that you just can't resolve in, you know, unless you devote the entire episode to it. You know what's amazing about this? Is that this season, the villain this season, more so than anything else, has been separation. You could even argue that social distancing is the villain of the story. <laughs> <laughs> or at least, you know, with the, the impact that, that being separated from someone that you love has on you, right? Like, like that's been, that has been the heart of this season. Um, that has been the pain that the audience has really felt. I know that I have. That's been, that's been a big driving factor of wanting to see those two reunited. Um, that's the thing that I feel the least satisfied about at the end of this. Um, and not necessarily in a good way, but, but who knows, maybe this allows for a stretch of time to really marinate on what this storyline has been for these two characters so that once they're reunited, we, we actually deal with some stuff. Barry was like, Barry was with not Iris. I mean, granted she was a Iris, I suppose, but he was not with his Iris for like over a month. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's some, there's some, they got to work some stuff out when they're back together. For sure. Yeah. And yeah. And I guess that's, that's also got to be something next season, um, which, you know, that to me, that's the, I, that's the one that I, I, on the one hand, I really want to see those two kids get back together. On the other hand, <laughs> I also don't want them to rush that because of how weighted that arc really should be. Um, I hate that we didn't get as much Iris this season. I hate that we didn't get a lot of the the characters that we love so much. I mean, even, you know, the crisis was amazing, but but it was costly, especially in terms of the characters and the time that we got spent with the characters. Even the Flash, we didn't get as much Flash this season <laughs> as we have in previous seasons. So, like, you know, and that's fine. It's, it's a fair trade for what we did get in, in terms of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. That being said, I'm looking forward to going into maybe what's going to be a little bit more of a straightforward Flash-centric story where we can get Barry and Iris back together, you know, get their relationship back on track, you know, get get all that kind of good stuff. And yes, my hope is that we do prune the cast. Old uh, old favorites and new, I think, need to and can go. But again, I've made that case before. Uh, Bell, any other, any other thoughts, loose threads you can think of or speculation you want to throw out there? Oh, man, I don't know. Yeah, it it was such a weird season finale um, that it's, I don't know. I have no idea where anything's going. No, No, you're right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be be fun to see where they go with it and how they fix all these things, uh, given that they have the hiatus to work on it. Um, I feel confident that they'll, that they'll get it done. There are a lot of good things that happen this season, a lot of good episodes. And uh, I feel like, you know, this whole, you know, COVID situation that they ran into, uh, they had to make some choices there. They had to make some decisions, but I'm sure they had contingencies for all of those when they were making them. So I am confident that they'll be able to wrap this, all these loose threads up next season in a way that is, um, uh, acceptable to fans. I remember seeing, uh, some commentary about the fact that, you know, people are going to want to start filming again, but they're also going to need to kind of adhere to, you know, uh, appropriate, 
you know, appropriate means of protecting yourself and those around you. And so, you know, there was kind of a question of like, how do you do this where they're potentially even wearing masks? What if we actually saw the first episode of the season was kind of a fast forward, a flash forward, if you will, to Barry and Cisco wearing some sort of like facial protection to enter into the mirror verse or like some sort of like head head apparatus to maintain their mental stability. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that would be or yeah, cisco changes you know godspeed godspeed's got a mask godspeed's got a mask uh, he, could, he, right. could, he could certainly put something on anything there yeah um, nazi eobard had a mask yeah yeah i i think for sure that they could you know zoom zoom uh, it's it's kind of got like tears in it and stuff but you could still put something behind yeah. that um that would be very interesting if they if they did a, something like that where um there either either no one was closer than six feet in any of the shots or if they were they had some situation cooked up where they had to wear a mask for plot purposes could be it'd be interesting to see but we will definitely see it this is david sobolov the voice of gorilla grod on the flash and you're listening to flash tv talk i am grod all right, man. Listener feedback this week. We got some great listener feedback in uh, a couple of different ones. Let's let's go with what Craig said first. Uh, that first one, Bell. All right. Thanks, guys. I was listening to your speculation about Godspeed, and a lot of it mirrors what I was thinking. Mirror pun intended. What if Godspeed is using the artificial speed force that they are creating right now for time travel? What if the person in the future is sending these Godspeeds back to test time travel in this new artificial speed force and collect speed while doing it? What if the person testing this is none other than Mr. Eobard Thawne trying to get back from wherever he's currently stuck? Mm-hmm. To top it off, I think the finale will focus on the Mirror Master plot line, uh, at the and at the end, the teaser will see Eobard sending the next Godspeed through, or maybe even going himself saying Godspeed uh, in its... Wait, sorry. Or maybe even going himself and saying Godspeed in its normal usage. Ah, <laughs> interesting. Uh, P.S. Just a side thought. The fact that Godspeed is saying velocity instead of speed makes me think that this might be foreshadowing that they will figure out something with velocity and that will allow them to make the artificial speed force work. They might even call it the velocity. Ooh, interesting. Okay. All right. I like that. I like the, I like the Godspeed bit there, Craig. That'd be hilarious. Like he's sending the Godspeed clone through there and he's like, Godspeed, Godspeed. <laughs> Oh wow, yeah. That 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 might that makes a lot of sense. I, I you know, I like the idea of a velocity force or some sort of like counterforce. I, I yes, I think that there is something to be said that a pure um that velocity may be the key to creating some sort of speed force substitute. I would be shocked if the velocity force or whatever this substitute is turns out to be anything other than a massive problem to fix later. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like the artificial speed force is just going to come and bite him in the butt. Yeah. I think that, I think that what, you know, in the end, I think what, what he's constructing is some sort of means of creating a negative speed force. Like either it's, it's leading to his own corruption or as you say, some sort of Eobard, you know, plot line resurrection i don't i don't know exactly what but yeah i mean the flash is not gonna suddenly just be about the velocity force and that's gonna be his new thing like that's just you know it's just not gonna happen not on any kind of regular basis yeah anyway uh great great thoughts there craig will wrote in and said a common complaint about the cisco ralph caitlin and especially iris get uh significant screen time 
is that we are watching The Flash. Shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, the, the Rookie, prove that a show can be named after a person and the supporting characters can be well-developed and have their own storylines and agency. I prefer Eddie over Barry, so I certainly don't mind seeing the other team uh, members get their moment in the sun. Uh, from, that's from Will. Uh, yes, I mean, to some extent, absolutely. I, I don't, I, I'm not of the mindset that because it is The Flash, therefore it should just be about Barry and only Barry stories or anything of that nature. I mean, I think, you know, even if you look at like the dark Knight, um, that was an ensemble cast with very little Batman in it. And it was one of the best Batman films ever. Uh, when you have a great ensemble cast that plays well and gets a chance to really have kind of some personal arcs and, and develop the characters, I think it's fantastic. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm all, all on board for, you know, whichever are kind of our core key, team members to have their story arcs. I've never been opposed to that. Um, but I'm just pointing out that the more characters that we have, the less time it is for those core characters to get their story arcs. Um, when we're trying to kind of, yeah, anyway, I've, well, and that's the thing, right? Like Cisco, Ralph, Caitlin, and Iris have all gotten a lot of story devoted to them. They all have well-rounded character arcs. So when they're on screen, they can do stuff where they don't necessarily, you know, have to be building their character at every moment they're on screen. But when you have brand new characters, like Camilla, who, I, I, I mean, like... She's she's a she's a Ken doll. That's the problem with, with the Camilla as characters. It's like they, they exist as accessories to other characters, which we've had it before on The Flash, like with Java Joe. You remember Java Joe and Danish Dan? Yeah, Java Joe, Danish Dan. Yeah, and so to some extent, that's fine. Like, you can have these accessory characters that pop up and, like, prove, like, a quick foil... But then, like, you get kind of, like, some weightedness to it. Like, this is the love of Cisco's life. Like, really? Her? Like, build her up and then introduce them. Like, let us know who she is before he exactly. her, you know? Exactly. Gypsy was, like, you know, again, she was kind of an accessory character. But at the same time, she was a fully realized character with a family and, a, like, an arc. You know, we met her dad several times. Like, I think like, Sue has had less screen time than Camilla, but is a more well-rounded character than Camilla is. I, that may be true. That may be true. <laughs> and I mean, well, and I mean, I'll admit there's a cheat code here, right? All you really have to do is make make these comic book characters. And then it's like, okay, well, we can kind of presume things about the characters, right? Like we're going to start attaching, like even Sue Dibney or Sue, uh, Sue Dearborn, like we, we got a very different Sue than who we know, but we were anticipating the character because we know of the character from comics. We love seeing characters from comics coming into live action, even when they were taken in completely different directions, that's not always a bad thing. And it adds to the lore and the, the, the variety available to the various, you know, sources of where those characters come from and who those characters can be. So, you know, but when you just kind of like make up a new character and kind of throw them into the mix, it's like, eh, like even Allegra, like Allegra is great because we actually do like, we, we almost kind of like be like, all right, well, we can figure Allegra out. She doesn't have any good stories right now, but she's she's got some origins in the comics here. So I mean, like we we. What's weird about Allegra though is like they they, they have done some development for Allegra about her cousin and all that kind of stuff. And uh, but in a shorter amount of time, they gave a lot of development to her doppelganger that just poofed away that when she died. That is exactly right, Bell. That is exactly right. Like that. <laughs> in one episode, they gave more development to a doppelganger that died than Allegra has had in this whole season. That's exactly right. So, I mean, like, that's, they should give the new characters good stories. They can and, do it. And, they can clearly do it. <laughs> it's just yeah. they haven't. It just, it just hasn't happened. I don't, it's, it's been weird. It's been a weird thing to watch. And it's really been a phenomenon of more of the more recent, recent seasons. Um, 
And I mean, like, you know, you, you think that, um, I don't know for me, Allegra, the big thing for Allegra, I would just say to this, uh, dear writers of the flash who are not listening at all, uh, is cut whatever this Nash thing is just like, let's drop that sooner rather than later, like have them get a beer and then they're cool. And whatever the issue was, doesn't need to be an issue so that she can kind of like unshackle herself from that storyline and really kind of get her, uh, her own storyline. I think, I think leaning into her power set and how that could impact, um, perhaps a larger narrative would be a good way to, to go with her. Um, you know, the, the family, uh, element to kind of having the criminal ties. That's something we've seen played out on the show before. Uh, it's a, it's a tried and true method to create some great, uh, CW drama. So I'm, I'm here for it. I'm not opposed to it, but yeah, I just, I, the biggest thing for her is if you drop the Nash plot line, I think, I think that'll help out leaps and bounds. Yeah. So we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, all right. And then, uh, finally, man, we got one in from Lena. What did Lena say? Hello, Flash TV Talk. This is Lena again. I uh, wrote to you a while back to tell you about how I can identify with Frost due to the fact that I have disassociative identity disorder. After seeing this week's episode, Pay the Piper, uh, that was last week's for those of you listening listening now, um, I wanted to give you my perspective on the two brief scenes that we got of Frost in this episode. I think that, once again, the writers of The Flash have really hit the nail on the head as far as realistic portrayal of what it's like to be multiple. Frost told Ralph in the first scene that she felt like Carla was Katie's mom, not hers, and that she was afraid that Carla wouldn't want to get to know her. This is actually something that a lot of people with DID struggle with. Those of us who are not the one with our birth name, in this case, Doug, don't often feel like certain aspects of their life, parents, friends, job, etc., also belong to us. It can be very terrifying to introduce ourselves to our parents or close friends who have only known Doug for our entire life because we don't know how they will react. And as Frost eventually admitted, she is also scared that Carla will want to get to know her. I understand how she feels on a very deep level. If I were talking to Frost, I would tell her not to get discouraged if her new relationship with Carla is difficult at first. Uh, It will take time for both Frost and Carla to get used to this new relationship that is very different from anything that either of them have experienced. I hope that the writers of The Flash will show that difficulty, but also show the gradual growth and blossoming of their relationship. Oh, and one more thing. That crossing the streams moment was epic. Thanks again for a great podcast, Lena. Well, Lena, thank you very much. It's it's fascinating to to see your perspective on this uh, because I like I had no idea, and it's really really cool to see that the Flash writers are doing uh, DID justice. Like that's that's super cool to me, and that it gives me a warm fuzzy feeling to know that they're not you know using tired old tropes uh, to explain away. Uh, these kinds of things. And so that's, that's really cool to me that, that they're able that, that, you know, your perspective on this is that they're doing a good job with it. Cause that, that informs me that they're doing a good job and that this is kind of how, uh, uh, this, this, this disorder can be, um, you know, given some, like shed some light on it and, and, you know, give some, uh, the word is escaping me right now, but you know, it, it, it gives, uh, a glimpse into what it's like to have that disorder. And I think that's, that's cool in letting people, uh, you know, kind of get an idea of uh, to empathize with you about it and to like put themselves in your shoes and stuff like that. So I think that's really, really neat that the writers are kind of going that way. Yeah. Except for the fact that we're not going to get any payoff with the, with the, uh, with the Caitlin or with the frost mom relationship. You know what I mean? Like I just, I have, I would be shocked if we get much more of a resolution than her being like, Hey, I'm back. I'm, I'm fine now. Yeah. Edgehead zero one, one in the chat. Thank you very much. Awareness was the word that my brain (laughs) 
could not plumb from its depths. But yeah, more awareness about about the uh, about the condition. So, but yeah, and, and uh, hopefully, Bo, you're not right, and we will get some um, uh, some Man. things on that. But who knows? Well, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things. This has been, you know, as we kind of close out here, this has been an interesting and and at times beautiful, and at times rough, and at times just very weird. And at like I, this season, man, we've gotten some of the highest heights this season. And I don't even know that we've gotten the lowest lows this season because we've had some low lows before, but like, this has just been a very weird, it's been a a weird back half of the season. Like, and I realize I'm, I'm talking about the season as if, you know, I like, I'm almost not even counting the first half because that was really its own contained thing. I'm not really even counting crisis on infinite earth. Just this back half is, is just such a weird Weird. That's the only word I, I have for it. And I was so excited for it because for years I've been clamoring them for to, to split the season up into storylines and they finally do it. And the blood work part was great. Crisis was great. And yeah, yeah. I mean, again, there's some really awesome moments this back half of the season. And there are some man moments. And then, uh, on a, you know, there's also the, the whole coronavirus thing. So it's not exactly their yeah, fault. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, so that's, that's the, that's the, the, I got my rose colored glasses on for this because it's, it's not their fault, you know, that they had to finish the season early and they had to merge a bunch of stuff together. So who knows what it could, what it, what it could have been had that not happened. So I'm still wanting them to do to pursue the same thing for next season to split it up into smaller storylines um because I, I think that ultimately is the best thing they can do um but yeah uh <laughs> this this back half was certainly weird yep it was a, it was a weird one but i will say this i mean to the credit of this structure i mean i think overall everything is better for it right like the first half stands alone it's not tainted by a stretched out storyline or anything of that nature so it it's able to really be a phenomenal first half of the season Crisis on Infinite Earths is a phenomenal event. Um, you don't really look at this season and think specifically those two. And I I do think that this season overall, though, will be defined based on how it ended, uh, which is not fair to this structure because the structure really lended, I think, for a better overall viewing experience. And I hope, I really do hope that it's something we'll see in the future because of, in the end, how better it turned out for all of us. Like, let's say that this wasn't a great last back half of the season that's two out of three we got we got three stories here and two out of three were fantastic and And one of them meatloaf always says two out of three ain't bad (laughs) two out of three ain't bad man it ain't bad absolutely so there it is there you have it hopefully we'll um hopefully we'll see a return to this format in the future and uh without any kind of global actual crisis to to throw it off but uh, only time will tell. Well, hey, you know, we mentioned at the top of the show, of course, uh, that we will be bringing you a little something next week. Uh, join us Tuesday at 7 central time at twitch.tv slash the real York. Uh, we're going to be doing some flashcraft, doing uh, Minecraft, going to be making Star Labs on Minecraft and just kind of hanging out. So you normally watch TV, then you can come hang out with us. We'll have the chat going, ask us questions. We'll talk about whatever. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, and so, yeah, if you got the time, love to have you there again. That's going to be at 7 Central next Tuesday. Um, come chill with us there. You can also uh, head over to iTunes and write us a review if you would, please. Of course, it doesn't cost you a dime to do it. Uh, and we love that kind of reviews because we get to read them from time to time. We also give away some stuff every once in a while to our iTunes reviewers. Uh, so do that as well. Bell, I'm kind of not sticking the landing here. I'm kind of all over the place. I, it felt appropriate to do that for this particular season finale. <laughs> Fair point. But, Fair point. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk, as well as our personal accounts. I'm at the Real Bo York, and Bell is at Ring That Bell. 
But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, head over to facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides music for our show. You can listen to the rest of his awesome stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. Uh, proud member of the tvtalk.fm family. Head over there, tvtalk.fm, for the latest and greatest for all your TV talking needs. And the season may be done, but we are not over with the fun. So that's right. Stick around. We'll be back in a flash. I rhymed. Yay. Yay.